Hey, y'all, this is Toad from Country AF Radio. Yeah, I stole that, hey, y'all, from Stephanie Quayle. I got the pleasure to sit down with Stephanie during the pandemic, get to know her a little bit better. We talked the future of music. We even talked about Tiger King, her David, and even got in some acoustic tunes. What do you say we get to know Stephanie Quayle together? This is Toad's COVID Chronicles. Please remain at least six feet away from your speakers at all times. This is Toad's COVID Chronicles. Can you hear me? Oh! Oh, look at you with your pretty background. Well, it's my home studio, so I'm allowed to have that, right? No, I need to. I need to do that too. You're getting hello. Hi. I'm I'm in my farm office, and I have not spent a lot of time here. Is that a? Is that a? uh, Look what I've done with the walls. You put holes in them. No, those were. They came with it. Oh, they came with the holes. I like it. What is what was there? Stuff. Something. Something this work. Mine goes way over there, and then they're soundproofing, and then way over there is. Yeah, I mean, clearly you're the professional here. Professional what? <laughs> How are you? I am. Are we recording right now? Yeah, we're recording. Hi. We are recording. We are. I will. I will be cleaning some of this stuff up and uh, um, doing some post stuff and. Some video, some audio. So uh, it's been a it's been a busy it's been a busy week. I'm good. I'm tired. Um, but um, I know you have been busier probably now than you've ever been. Um, I've been living like multiple lives simultaneously. Right? I think a snapshot of my life best described would be yesterday. I did. Uh, what do we have going on yesterday morning? I can't even, it's something with our animals on the farm. Then I did Hey Y'all, which is our live broadcast that we do every day. And then I jumped out of my Wranglers into my overalls, went and planted some elderberry bushes in our garden. Then into a right, then into our market to work. It's bonkers, Toad. What am I doing? (laughs) You know, I think you're learning a new... uh the new norm in some sense, because I think yeah. we have to, we have to get uh, reacquainted with ourselves, with, with uh, what the future brings with, uh, with lots of stuff, man. It is, uh, it is, a, it is a definitely a new, yes, I have definitely worked. I've been here 51 days today. Wow. And that's the longest I've been anywhere for probably 10 years. That's nuts. And what do you think you've learned the most of? Like, what, what's the positive you're taking out of all this? Not that there's a lot of Everything, negative. But, honestly, yeah. you know me well enough. It's all positive. Yeah. I mean, the fact, that, the fact that we can be open is, is such an opportunity to be able to serve the community. And the right. fact that we can be virtual like this. Yeah. I mean, you're in Nevada. I'm in North Carolina right now. Right. You know, the fact that we can still have the connections that we can. I think that what I'm seeing and what I'm learning about myself is you can't take the people person out of me. (laughs) It's that's probably the hardest part for me is just not being able to, you know, how much I love to love on humans and just, you know, complete strangers find out what's going on in their world. And, you know, our, our, you know, everything just has changed so much in that respect and so how to create um, new ways to stay connected where it still has this, the feeling, which I don't know that we will until we can actually all be in the same room together. 
it's kind of it's going to be weird. I've noticed that like I've followed your hey y'alls. I've I've um I haven't watched them consistently. What's that? Did you see today? No. I had to work this morning. What have you been doing all day? Ha. I have a radio show every day and then after I, this I JK, I JK, I JK. Yesterday I did 7 of these. Do you feel like you were as fresh for your seventh as you were for your first? Absolutely, because you know what? You know me, and that's what it's all about. I mean, my attitude is I'm not going to – I'm as good as my last, you know? And, yeah. Uh, and that, that goes both ways. Yes, I enjoy – I think I might be a little bit more tired, a little bit slower on the first than I am on the last. But Heather and I went for a walk last night, and – I love Heather. Hi, Heather. I love you. I love you. She, uh, she's in the other room. She went for her run this morning while I, while I recorded my radio show this morning. But we went for a walk yesterday, and one of the guys that comes through and plays at Stoney's just moved into the house, like right around, like literally two, door, two doors down from me. No way. Yeah. And so I was shooting the poop with him, and we walked away, and she goes, That was an hour and a half. And I went, I don't even know how I'm talking anymore. I don't even know. Like, because it's just, but yeah. it's cool. It's cool. I'm happy. Um, um, my honeydew list is done. <laughs> really you got through it all yeah well yeah now i'm working on my own personal list of stuff well i did see some of your i was i was doing some stalking myself and you were were you working on your dirt bikes like what were you doing i went out last week i bought a new dirt bike just before all this stuff hit and um i was out i always ride by myself it's just something that i enjoy to do i've done it for 20 years i and i was about three quarters of the way home and i hit a rock and it sheared the chain guide off my uh, my rear swing arm. So I, I was dead in the water. Yeah. Uh, so I had to walk about three, 400 yards to get to the top of a mountain so I could have cell service. So I could call and have Heather come pick me up. So she came and got me. Um, that phone call is not fun of I'm okay, <laughs> but I need I you know. to get me. <laughs> Those are so stressful. Yeah. It was funny. I called my buddy Sparky first and just because I wanted to not have to call Heather because I knew what was going to come. So I called Sparky, but he was 45 minutes away from me. So I was like, shit, I got to call Heather. So I called Heather. She came out, picked me up, but I had to buy a new rear swing arm. I had to buy a new chain guide. I had to buy a new chain, new sprocket. So that's what we were working on the other night. Yeah. You know what I had? So I just got the suspension rebuilt on the bike for me. So the guy that rebuilt the suspension is a friend. His name is Jay. He came over and just kind of helped out to make sure this, the suspension was back in the right way and everything. So it was cool. I mean, it was guys night. We, we, uh, we barbecued, we worked on dirt bikes. It was fun. So what's going on in Nevada right now? Like what are the stay home orders for Vegas? Um, can is I be, can I, can, can I be quite frank? I mean, this is your interview. You can, you can, you can. I'm not happy. Nobody's happy. I mean, the end of the day is we're still at home. He's leaving us at home till the 15th at least. Okay. Um, um, he, he decided our, our governor decided to go talk to the nation before he talked to his own state, which is kind of, pretty piss poor. So Wednesday, he talked to ABC. Yesterday, last night at five o'clock, he talked to us. So needless to say, we're still closed. He said casinos, hotels usually pr probably won't open until phase three or phase four. And we haven't even started phase one. So, so we, that's like sometime in the summer. Yeah, pretty much. So it's kind of frustrating. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because here in North Carolina, they pushed it back. It was going to open up last week, then they pushed it back to May 8th. And then Nashville, they pushed it back. So it's just- Aren't they opening today a lot of stuff in Nashville? 
I'm not sure. I keep getting mixed stories. So I don't, like, I don't really know. I, my understanding that Nashville proper wasn't yet allowing certain places to be open, but then just outside the county line, there's been some stuff going on. So I don't know, you know, I just, I guess like part of me is so, I just want us all to get back to work right. for this of there's so many people that are struggling like all of us and all our industries are being impacted. I mean, I'm part of my industry being, you know, having the farm, our farm, like we have a little grocery store. So we're able to, that's essential business. So we're able to keep that. Is that busier than it's ever been right now? It's, it's busier than it's ever been. And we're, we're supplying a lot of like, we do delivery. And if you live like a certain amount, you know, a lot of people are ordering online. Right. So that they just, so they don't have to have the contact and we've tried to make it possible. So you are could you, order everything you needed. And are you still allowed to ship like anywhere or just, you got to stay local? As far as I know, we can ship anywhere. I don't think we've had any limitations that we, you know, out, outside of, you know, things that with perishables, you just have to ship it faster. Right. Yeah. Uh, but we haven't had any restrictions. Uh, it'll, that, that's an interesting, I think about that a lot. You know, I, I read all of FedEx and UPS's, updates and how they're doing things and what they're doing and we haven't had that limitation it's been really interesting just my care like i'm just concerned about everybody right like that's so anytime like a new person comes in the market usually i'd be like hi (laughs) welcome and and so i'm having to really honor everyone else's space so much and be so much more conscious of like my normal thing is I just want to like reach over and make sure you know that like we've got you and whatever you need and and then I'm really having to be much more aware of just like okay this person might not be comfortable being around people right now there's so much fear right now you know I think where I get most concerned is when we have our, our elderly come in and some of our senior citizens, I'm like, Hey, we can bring this to you. You do not need to come here. And they're so cute. They come in with their masks and they're like, look, we we're fine. Like we're, we're going to do all the things that we need to do. So there's just a lot of different conversations happening. Right. It's, it's interesting because you sit back, my buddy Jake had to pick my brain about some bar stuff and, uh, he stopped by and uh, his wife goes, did you even ask him like where he was on the fence? And he was like, nah, I know him. We're cool. <laughs> so, I mean, my attitude is like, I read, I, I don't want to say I read a lot, but I read enough to be knowledgeable enough yeah. in it. And I mean, I know that, that, I mean, I feel that if you're healthy and that you're not, you know, super elderly and don't have preexisting conditions that I don't want to say you're, you're, you're not prone to getting it, but you're safe in, in some sense, you can fight it or whatever the case may be. And I, truth be told a couple Christmases ago, I, I, I believe I had this cause I, I, I had the same symptoms and everything, not this past Christmas, but the Christmas before I was in bed for like six, seven days, 103 temperature coughing up a storm, you know, and the doctor didn't know what it was, but the end of the day is, um, I think if you're healthy and you're smart and, and you're hygienic, <laughs> you're going to be fine, you know? Right. I think that, I mean, that I think our elevated sense of, you know, situational awareness, uh, simple things like don't touch your face. I mean, I was traveling every single day. I know. I'd like, I go like this and like, um, you know, uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah, I do that too. I'll like take, I'll like, and I use Q-tips and I throw them away. Uh, but 
I was on the road every single day up until March, what I got here, like the 10th or something, 10th or 11th right. yeah. around the week. And so traveling that much, I'm already very aware that if I get a cold, I can't sing. Or if I get strep throat, I can't sing. So I'm very aware of that already. Now I'm just monitoring everyone I see. I'm like, you know. So I hope that we can get to a place where we have the, the awareness without the fear. Right. And can all be together again without making people feel uncomfortable. It's so what do you man, this is a great this is a great segue into all that. What do you think is gonna happen with live music? My my I'm gonna I'm gonna start with you and say that my personal thought is people at a certain level are gonna be fine. I, I, and until you get up to the the place where you are headlining um, festivals and stuff. I, I think those are the people that are going to be hurt the most out of all of this. But I think that the average, average artist band might be okay. I think that once you get into where you won't, you won't do anything less than 2,500 seats. I think those are the people that are going to be in trouble because like Aldine's tour, they're screwed. Like, be, because it's going to be a while before 30, 40,000 people get together. Right. Well, and I think a big indicator is going to be the sports industry. So never in my life have I ever been more interested in sports. Right. I think athletics are such leaders in, you know, when, when the NBA and, and the uh, and college basketball and then the, and MLB and now like what's going to happen with uh, the NFL, this, like all of it. Right. Yeah. Like sports i feel like they're gonna lead that conversation i feel like because i feel like it's just i i don't i don't know i mean i've thought about it from both sides right so in in some ways the up-and-coming artists you know we're trying to get to those rooms right yeah. we're trying to get to the the you know thousands of seaters uh so will will the will the Jasons of the world and you know Keith Urban and Carrie Underwood will they then look at reformatting their tours where they're like you know what, we're going to do smaller venues? You kind of would you think about then it? How does that impact all the you know everyone? Everyone is going to be impacted. So you know with every festival, every concert, everything that's been postponed and canceled for me over the last however many days now and months it's like we don't know when that's gonna stop everyone just keeps kind of like pushing stuff back and like right. we'll get to it then and when is when is your next that you have dated right now like sorry that that's that's slated to play what date is that what do, what do you have so i know that i have uh some dates up in the air right now because they're still trying like there's states that are closed but they still have their shows on. like when are we talking July, August? Yeah, I think right now I have an end of July concert here in Greensboro uh, that was supposed to be in May. Right. It was supposed to be actually tomorrow. It was supposed to be tomorrow and they pushed it to the end of July. And I've had a lot of, uh, lot of things that have just, they've just canceled because they can't physically, like there is no other option. Right. They don't have the dates available. You know, you think about like the CMA Music Festival, they didn't have another option. Right. Yeah. I mean, I know that Country Fan Fest uh, that you played last year was mm -hmm. slated for July 31st, you know, through the beginning of August in um, 
I talked to, to, to Jim and he was telling me that they believe they're going to move it. The, the state said no, but the festival was like, okay, well, if we send off all of these um, um, down payments for the bands uh, and it doesn't happen, are you going to repay us that money? Because like, right. what happened? So I don't know where they're at right now, but yeah. I mean, I don't, here's the scary part to me. I had a show booked for April 10th. It got rescheduled. Uh, we settled on a date somewhere in November. They came back and said, are we good for that November date and wanted to keep the pay the same. And it's a bigger artist. And I said, I can't, I can't. Because yeah. what happens if in August, I mean, in no November, I'm still sitting on 50% capacity. Right. There's no way I can make that money back. Right. And like, oh, you know, well, there's bylaws in the contract. I'm like, I can guarantee you there's not a bylaw in that contract that says if, then, bam, there's no way. I think that we're all going to have to be a lot more fiscally responsible in our understanding of how everything works right because i think that we can't put this genie back in the bottle the genie's out the genie is deciding what the genie's gonna wear and until we know what the genie's got on we're right. just gonna have to sit here and wait it out i asked i asked chris loudon a question yesterday and i asked oh, him hello chris i love you I asked him, I go, what do you think the exit strategy is for all of this? Mm, exit strategy, how so? What do you mean? On all different levels. Okay. On all different levels. Political, financial, you know, like on a, on a human level. What is the exit strategy? Because you've got science that's saying one thing. You've got political that's saying one thing. You've got us as people driving our own, our own thoughts and our own reactions and our own beliefs. And right. so like... How is this? How is this even gonna 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 turn? Is it gonna be, um, you know, our the the conspiracy theorist is already out there, and it's bad. It's really bad because the other side of it is so political. It's not even funny. They're saying that we're just trying to kill the economy, so it doesn't look good when it comes time to vote. And uh, I mean, I just like hear all these stories, and I sit back and I'm like, what is a positive exit strategy for all this other than the new norm? But that's the only thing it can be. Right. What did Chris say? I don't know if I want to. I, You'll tell me another time. Yeah, that. But I just sit back and I think it's it's that whole idea of what's really going on. Like, in in the process of it all, if we stick to music, um, I know that I heard some people that were talking to to some folks over at Live Nation, and the Live Nation approach is we're doing door deals now. There is no guarantee anymore. So. I like that and I don't like that for our venue because you know on a Friday there's people that come out to see the bands and there's people that come out to dance and they don't care what the band is and so because we're a dance club first so what happens like we have to find our happy medium for that as well. Everyone does and I, and I think that you know I think speaking to relationship and entrepreneurs which we are and you know in an industry that is entertainment but we're there to entertain the crowd right for the crowd and we're there for the fans and giving them the best experience. I think it, I really do feel that that will navigate its way on its own. I don't, I don't think that we're going to be okay. Everyone wear masks and gloves in the club. Right. Gloves. gloves? Yeah. Gloves. And uh, you just touched your face again, Toad. Um, <laughs> and again, and again, and again. <laughs> but I do think, you know, everyone just has to kind of give everyone 
it's like that ebb and flow of just, we just are going to have to navigate it. It's like with every single concert, every single person, every single artist, you know, it's just going to be navigating it and being more flexible probably than we've ever been with an understanding of like, here's how we work together and here's how we don't work together. Right. And this is what's going to work. And this is what's not going to work because artists have to survive venues have to survive we all have to feed ourselves we have to pay our i mean like i get as as much as it broke my heart to cancel 40 flights in one day and like felt that and felt like the magnitude of how many shows that we weren't going to be able to play the part that killed me the most was that my band their whole income structure as independent musicians depends on touring depends on these performances. And so I've been trying to figure out, okay, how can I create alternate ways of creating opportunities for those that I, okay, what can we do? Okay. So we can't do a virtual zoom because the delay is, terrible (laughs) but we can you know create these recordings and do different things like that and to really you know so i'm i'm kind of in this like not mad dash but thoughtful mad dash to create opportunity for as many people as i can so that we can just continue i like it how are they all doing are they all good they're good i just miss the hell out of them i bet i just you know is going from playing what every single day at a different place, different radio station, you know, having all these moments, they're just such great guys. Right. I just just miss them. I, I, I still use your blueprint uh, in a lot of conversations that I have. And you said something to me many, many moons ago. And I believe that I've said it to you a few times that you're a product of your environment, you know, the people that you surround yourself with. And I use that a lot in a lot of different facets of my life. And it's kind of, uh, it's the truth. I mean, yeah. You literally are. You become what you surround yourself with. Completely. I mean, you are those five people. Yeah. So you think about the five people that you are on a daily basis yeah. talking to or working with or whatever. And it's, it is really interesting. I think too, though, what a time for us all to just take inventory and take stock in, you know, I, I mean, am I going to want to run around the country like I did? Well, I think it puts into perspective all yeah. Yeah, it puts into perspective all the little things that as part of your daily that used to bother you probably are are so minute right now that Oh, yeah. I mean, there's just there's it's like a totally different I I mean, I couldn't have been in Nashville. I could not have been in Nashville during this time and not been here to support right family and support our farm and that would have drove me bananas. So I'm so grateful that I came here and I've been able to be helpful. Also just, I think that, and I'm I'm sure you're going to be this way too with your interviews and who you guys have come play and how you select those future relationships. Because I think for me too, it's looking at, okay, what's five, 10 years, 15 years, what's the long game. Yeah. What's the long perspective? The short term, sure, everyone's very fearful. And I get that. And it's it is a challenging fear, fearful time. But also it's like, man, where you spend your time and who you spend it with and how you spend it 
I think a lot of people are taking inventory on that. Are you, um, fun question, are you binge watching TV at all? Any Netflix shows? Oh, no, I have not. The only, the, my, my stepdaughter's here. We brought her down from New York. She, so she got down here right about the same time I did. And we did, we did Tiger King it up. Because I had to know. <laughs> I had to know what all, like, I just had to see it, you know? So you, you, you followed the hype and then you watch it. Like, because that's what I did. I didn't watch it originally. I listened and saw and saw the memes. Yeah. and I saw the advertisements and how heavy they were leaning into it. So I knew that there was, there was okay, there's like Netflix. They ain't no dummies. Like yeah. they know what they're doing. So there's something here that, that's going to hook people in enough to keep watching. What did you think uh, of it? I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> uh, I have a lot. I, I just, I question humanity often <laughs> when it comes to animals and the treatment of animals. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, I mean, I don't know if you saw the stories when, when COVID first broke out, but people were just leaving their animals. Yeah. And, to, and because they thought that they, you know, it was transferable and, I just, I, I have a, I have a, I have a real issue with humans. What, if, what about the other side of that? All the people that went out and adopted all these animals. Amazing. Here kids. in Greensboro, like kid you not today, like the local shelter is empty. What's going to happen in 60 days when everyone goes back to work with all those animals? I don't know how many people, I'll be very curious to see how companies manage workspace because I think if the work is getting done virtually. Probably better. And if it's getting done better and they've cut their overhead, yep. they're not gonna go back to business as usual. I heard yesterday through a friend that said their biggest fear is commercial real estate. And I went, what? Like, I'm like, what, what, are, you, commercial, what are you talking about? And they're gonna be, and they said, just what you just said, um, the thought process of people being more productive at home right. and more available at home more responsive at home, um, that they don't need the office space anymore. It's going to be really curious. I, I just, um, I, you know, it's, it's when you're, you know, I don't know where this interview is going. Everywhere. Where everyone's getting, but hold, so hold I grew up, I grew up preparing for this. So my, my dad is, you know, uh, uh, one of those that has very much been preparing for a situation like this. He's right. written books on it. He's been very outspoken about it. And so honestly, none of it surprised me. Right. Because I've kind of been hearing about it for so many years that something like this could happen. Right. That I'm in a very unique mindset because I grew up with that. Right. It's not, it's, it's like second nature to you. Well, it's, I don't know what nature it is, but it's a nature. <laughs> I think the whole idea and the, and the premise of, of, of these is just to let people know that you have a thought in it, that you're human, that you're going through it with them. And I know that, that it'll reach people that, that may know you, may not know you, but people are, they're, they're consuming everything right now. Like, and yeah. I know that, um, I'm going to go back. To, that's like the main reason for this is just to let your fans, our country F radio fans, our Stonies fans know that you as an artist that's been at Stonies a lot, that yeah. you're human and you're going through this stuff just like we are. And you, you have the same thoughts, the same beliefs. Um, 
I only, I've only said this one time throughout all these interviews was that, is that people assume that you just show up and play music. They don't know all the steps that you take from the flights to the rehearsals, to the interviews, to the, the food, to the, to, you know, to doing sound check, to getting ready, to your ritual before you go on the stage, to, I mean, they don't understand all that. Getting your mindset ready, making sure you're ready the next day, the hotel, the food, the clothes, the gear, the, I mean, but this is just to show them that you're just as human. That's the whole idea behind this. Yeah, no, I mean, and I think if anything, I, you know, I've, I've just missed being able to be available. Yeah. To, you know, when I think about, when I think about Stoney specifically, you know, I think about what we've been building in Vegas together. And when I think of Jasmine, yeah, and I think of our crew, you know, and I think of our, you know, I, I think of our, just that, that time before the show and, um, you know, just that's, that's the part that like kind of wrecks me. Right. Because. And it's not that I don't think we won't get to that place. It's going to be a while. But it's just going to take time. And like, I don't want people to lose that line dancing, Friday night, boot kicking, sweat dripping off. You know, you're just like, you're just so into the music and the experience that you can just feel that freedom. And I think that's why people find so much comfort in live music, concerts, clubs, whatever it is, because you just, you get to be free. You are free. On that note, last night was ladies night at Stoney's Rocking Country. There's a video that came out. A few of our regulars were in the parking lot at Stoney's with music. I swear to God, line dancing. So I did a thing two, three weeks ago. I put together a video of people doing Redneck Angel. I took our bartenders and put them right in the middle of it, just saying, hey, you know, we're good. Can't wait to see you guys again. I did this whole video. It's, I think it's like 10,000 views already, something like that, just through our, just through our, 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 our network of people that come to Stoney's. And it's just kind of like, it's super neat to see that these people sent in their videos of them dancing at home. I got, I got, I got moms with their babies dancing around. I've got a, a mom and a daughter dancing. I mean, it was just husband and wife. It was just really, really cool to see. And then last night was kind of neat to see people out in front of the club just missing what we had, you know? Well, I think too is, I think that, I think that as we slow step entering back into the world, right? As we're all slow stepping this, I hope we just lean on that kindness that we've all seen. Like throughout this, there's, it, it seems like through my lens that people are more thoughtful, kinder, innovative, finding ways to support, help, right. you know, I hope that doesn't wear off. I don't, I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you on that. I hope that it really, really takes a, uh, um, that this is a, an opportunity. And I've said this a few times that people take this time to better themselves and to, right. And to find out what's important in their life, whether it be with their self, with their family relationships, whatever it may be, to really, really take the time and embrace it and and do something positive out of it. Because you see these memes from these uh, uh, inspirational people that are online, and they and they all t- talk about if if you're not taking this time to better yourself, it's a it's a it's a failure because it's a waste. Yeah, yeah, it's a total yeah. You know, with with David and I, we'll have been married five years, June twentieth. So we're coming up on our five years. 
And this is the first time in the history of our relationship that we've been together for this many consecutive dates. Right. And so we keep having these moments of like, holy cow, like we've never, we've never done this before. Right. Yeah. You know, most, you know, most people to get married, they're together and then, you know, you're bebopping around. In our case, when we first started dating, I was on the road. Right. You know, so I've been on the road forever. <laughs> so, you know, for us to kind of find, you know, like, how does this, how does this work? You know, do you still like me? <laughs> like, yeah. Am I still okay? Like, am I still cool? <laughs> you know, and, uh, and um, I don't know if you and Heather are like, you know, making it interesting but you know it's important it is and it's it's kind of like one of those things yesterday was a long day for me because i i sat in this room for one two three four five six seven eight nine nine hours straight and when i came out did you have to go to the bathroom i mean i did but you know i mean my, this is i mean i have bathroom shower everything's right inside this so it's kind of cool i did walk out i did see her every now and then you know but it w was for like maybe two minutes at a time and then i was right back at it again and for me it's about i mean i, I want to offer something to somebody that's going to be watching this and and maybe it helps them a little bit and you know it keeps us in the forefront of what we're doing for country af radio and in in uh, i think i have to sneeze i'm ready got your Lysol? It yeah. went away. Um, our listenership has more than doubled on Country AF Radio, which is cool. Um, and I've done these, the radio takeovers, and those things have been such a huge hit. It's, it's not even funny. Like the people that have responded to those and the rebroadcast of those are even better. So I just came up with another idea that I'm just going to package those and put them on the website along with the interviews of just all these other things you can get to know about this artist. And yeah. um, it's super cool. I mean, we're having fun with that. And I guess the other thought is, is like people are learning right now that they're not driving. So they're not really listening to radio. I have friends that are in radio outside of country and that are sales managers. And the statements that they're making is that it's going to change the way radio is. Because Everything has changed. Yes. Because if people are, people are right now, they're all online. You see them when you do your lives, you, you see yes. just how much more response you're getting from stuff. And it's amazing. Like, I was talking to Drew Baldridge the other day and he's like, dude, this has given me an opportunity to really get to know my fans a little bit better. And it's, it's freaking cool. Yeah. I did a zoom. I did a zoom with the flock of quail and there was about 30 of us on yeah. a zoom together and it was really special. I want, I want to do that again. That could be something cool for you to do with, um, with the listeners too. Do it. Is just have them all on together because it's, it's, everyone is going through we're all going through this together and everyone's experiences are so different. Right. Yeah. And you know, in like my stepson's supposed to graduate college next week. Well, you know, the ceremony has been canceled, right. all these different. And I'm like thinking through the, you know, like such, you know, the, we, we've had, we've had so many extraordinary moments in our lives. And for these kids that aren't getting to experience that yeah. moment, you know, like the walking, you know, walking the, what's that? What's, what am I saying? I know yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. When they walk and the graduation walk, yeah. you know, yeah. and, uh, and for those that aren't getting to do prom and all these different things, you know, it's a heightened level of appreciation. Now in George's case with this whole, like you can drive if your parents say so, that's a little stressful. What, what is that? What do you mean? 
they, they don't have to have, they like don't have to have license. <laughs> was that for real? Yeah. I mean, unless someone was messing with me. I saw that that said in Georgia that you didn't have to have a driver's license. You don't have to take the driving test to get a driver's license anymore. Your, you just need your parents like a note. I don't know if it's true. People do your Googling, but that's a, I'm just like, what, how, how, how? GTS, man, GTS. Yeah, but Montana opened up. Montana opened up um, Monday, today's so Friday. My best friend from high school lives in Montana and her, um, her daughter just graduated. And so they created a Facebook group just for everyone yeah. to go in and do their congratulations thing and everything awesome. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And we are, I mean, for the first time in history outside of the, was it the Spanish flu that there has been a global experience, right? But we are all connected because we can be connected. My so virtually, it's bonkers. It is. My favorite thing out of all of this is um, when you become a grandparent, you're going to you specifically, you specifically okay, and David for that matter. And okay, a grandpa. Yes. Okay. Continue you guys will be sitting on the porch and uh, your grandkids will come up and you'll start telling them stories about this pandemic that you lived through and a nine 11 that you lived through. Unlike your grandparents that turn around and said, Oh, you know, I walked uphill barefoot both ways in the snow. I mean, you know, in world war one, world war two, but now, I mean, look what we've got. We've got Waco nine 11 root this, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, our, our, I, mean, I also see messages where people feel very like, you know, outside of our first responders and our nurses and our doctors and our fire departments and police and our, our military, like those that are working tirelessly, right, to keep us all. Then the, I think I saw an interview with Jay Leno and he was like, your job is to stay home. Yeah. Like, suck it up. <laughs> you know, and it was just, it was, in, it's just interesting. Do you do you like seeing the Jimmy Fallons and the Jimmy Kimmels of the world recording from home? Have you watched any of like their monologues or anything like that? I have. I have watched it. I've been watching more probably intently because I'm doing the, the little Hey Y'all show. So I'm trying to be interesting. Right. And, you know, like it's I just I just think there's so many ways to be fun and innovative yeah. and also i lean on comedy when you were asking me about am i streaming any shows all the shows that are coming out are so heavy like ozark like is so intense like i want to watch it but i can't watch it unless it's in the morning and then i don't have nightmares <laughs> too much. so i'm yellowstone's coming out soon though what i don't know what that is what what no yellowstone i don't you've know never that. seen yellowstone with kevin costner no it's a Western, like, it's like if the West met the Sopranos in modern times in Montana. <laughs> it's on Paramount, and I think season three comes out in like a month. So yeah, I've, I've you'll been, it, I think. I've been told to watch Hunters. Oh. I've been told to watch Atypical. Oh, Atypical's great. I have seen that. I binged that a long time ago. Righteous Tombstones. Haven't seen that or heard of it. And now Yellowstone. I am watching. I did watch Ozarks. I finished that. I did watch Outer Banks. And now I want to come visit. Um, even though uh, I know that was shot in South Carolina, but they're saying it was in North Carolina. I did so is Outer own. Banks like a like a like a like a bop like a boppy show, or is it have yeah. a serious? It here's what I liked about it. Okay. Um. It is very young and it's very, um, shit, what's the word I was using? Oh my God. Um, 
innocent. It's innocent. Mm. And it, rem it reminds you of when you were younger and you made choices and you had beliefs and it was just innocent and natural. So and it's not stressful and like suspenseful. Not crazy suspenseful, but it will take you back to your childhood. It's fun. And when I watched the interview with the producer and the writer after it to find out if there was going to be a season two, and that was one of the things he said that he will do a season two. He did say where he was going to start filming it from. He was going to include the people that were in it. What was really neat to me is that you had... At the, Oza, uh, at the Outer Banks, there was different levels. There was the rich people, the blue collar, and then the poor. And all of these people in some form or fashion have intertwined from the parties to where the rich people are. The middle class was there because they were dating someone and the poor people were there because they were working security or cooking right. or whatever. So it was just, um, but the livelihood of them all and the struggle for the, the struggle for them all. And the main character lost his dad and he's trying to live in his dad's footsteps in some sense. So it's just, there's a lot of things that, that, I wouldn't watch it again. One time was cool, but I would watch Oz I would watch Ozarks again if that makes sense. Okay, so it's just so intense. It is. It is. And I like Jason Bateman. He's he, he's so he's, good. Yes. Like, did you ever watch Arrested Development? I did. Not an awful lot, but I did. Not an awful lot. He's just got great delivery. I watched uh, Silver Spoons. <laughs> what about uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David? A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, I don't watch an awful lot of TV. I just, I watch Supercross, college football, um, and I DVR uh, like the late night shows just for the artists that are going to be on there. Yeah, I get that. I get yeah. that. What have you thought about like all the music shows that have been like taking, you know, like, uh, you know, Disney did all the at home with different artists singing Disney songs. I like, thought it was... I thought it was cool. It was in yeah. interesting. Yeah, I didn't, I think, I think we DVR'd him, but I lost that because I just disconnected from DirecTV and just got YouTube TV. So I guess maybe I didn't go crazy and go watch him again. I am bummed that the ACMs are staying in Nashville. That bummed me out. But you'll come to Nashville. It probably won't have anyone in the audience. You know, that's, so that's, a, that's the question, right? Yeah. So that's one of the things they're having it at the Opry, the Ryman, at the Bluebird. So it might, it might not have an audience. I think it's just for TV. What do you think about, like, I can't believe I'm asking this, but football. Do you I, think they're going to keep playing and just do it without an audience too? I think that takes, that takes so much away from the sport. It just does because as uh, when I was young, I, I, I played a lot of basketball and part of it was being able to look up in the, you know, and see my mom or something like that. And that was what it was about. And I just don't see, I, I mean, I mean, you could say the XFL didn't have anyone in the audience and they still played, but I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I was watching the last basketball game with the Dallas Mavericks and I don't know why I was watching it when they started talking to Mark Cuban. I mean, wow. and that was the last basketball game. I just happened to be watching it. And it was on ESPN and I'm just like sitting there and I'm listening to him talk. And uh, um, I've been, I've been a fan of him for so long because he comes out of my world of the whole computer sector and tech and all that kind of stuff. And I've loved watching him grow and selling his stuff and just becoming the man he is today. And right. he's such an interesting character that, that uh, listening to him talk about what happened live and, you know, just be in awe, just like we were, but I just, I wouldn't like, would I watch a hockey game? Maybe, I guess. I mean, would I go crazy over it? No. Football? Hell no. That's what it's all about. College yeah. football. It's yeah. about the crowd. When you look at Penn State play and there's, 
you know, 80 to 100,000 people in the stands. Come on, man. That's what, so. So don't you think, though, that we will have so much better indication of what it's all going to look like when, when the different sports organizations decide I, what they're doing? I, I, I believe that is, a, that is a great approach to actually to watch them because they are the leaders, both, both uh, on a personal level for fan base and on an economic and on an economic level for you know the world i mean the nfl is worth billions you know if not more and you sit back and i mean we have a brand new football team here that's supposed to start this year well, that's right what are their names again the las vegas <laughs> raiders oh right they got the raiders yeah so it'll and that venue is it is <laughs> why did you do this i'm not a fan of the raiders never have been but because of the name just don't like, I don't, I've never just, I'm an Eagles fan. Uh, I've been an Eagles fan since I was a kid. Yeah, I'm an Eagle. I mean, I get it. Yeah. So I just, I mean, one of my really, really good friends, Rocky, has been a, uh, an Oakland fan, a, a Raiders fan forever. And when they first announced it, he goes, you're going to become a Raiders fan? I'm like, absolutely not. Just because they move a city doesn't mean I like them. That's, you know? that's funny. That's, but that's just me. Yeah, I think it'll be, it, I, I mean, I think too, I mean, speaking again to Las Vegas, I mean, when Las Vegas opens. And how Las they, Vegas. hold on, and how they open. I don't know if you've seen any of the images that have come out on some like the riverboat gambling things and they have the separators on the tables and a sneeze guard in front. So it's just like, who's going to play blackjack where you can't touch the chips, you can't touch the cards. All you're doing is sitting there going, okay, okay. It's like a slot machine. You could just well, do that without, yeah. Well, a virtual one, yeah. Or, yeah the, you're not the, even touching anything. So, I mean, I don't. I don't know. I'm bummed because they announced like certain things can open here pretty soon with social distancing. But my buddy owns a bar up in Tahoe on the Nevada side. It's got, it's got, uh, I believe he's got gaming in there, but he's like, how can, how can I go to Walmart with 150 people, but I can't open my bar to 30 people and yeah. do social distancing. Yeah. He is pissed. And I mean, Stoney's is a little different animal. I understand that. I mean, but at the same time, how come our local bars around the corner that, that have gaming, why can't they separate? You know, you never see those bars fully packed because there's so many of them, but why can't you just allow 25 people and set them, set them at every other thing, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, my really good friends work in the industry. I mean, the hospitality industry here is poop right now. I mean, yeah. these people are all got zero and most of them lived paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Night to night. Yeah. I, I think I, I don't, I haven't looked at what uh, Montana's like phases are. I know that here in North Carolina, you know, five people, can, I mean, that's the max that can be in any one place at one time. Wow. Yeah, I think ours is six people, six feet, six people. But like we went out last night just to, just to try and support some local businesses and get food. The first place we stopped to, they ran out of food. Yeah. Um, they closed an hour early because they didn't have any food left. So we went to another place and got Thai food. But it was, I mean, I don't, it's interesting, you know, just, yeah. it's super interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to being able to, um, you know, have sushi again. You know, the sushi place we went to for my birthday? Yes. They opened Monday um, for lunch and dinner. And the only thing you can get fresh is salmon. So we, we had Monday night, we had a salmon fest here at the house. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. Aww, we, uh, I love that. Us. A lot of salmon on, on Monday, but that sounds uh, amazing. We've been trying to do that here in, in uh, around around our area, just 
try to support any restaurant that's doing takeout and you know it's i mean the restaurant industry is so i think people don't realize i i mean i pray that through this they realize how important our farmers are yeah absolutely so in saying that with you i've been reading some stuff online where they saying that they were shutting down some of the um some of the facilities to to actually process meat is, did you guys get hit with that at all are you guys fine no we're we um we're involved with our we're part owners with our processor okay so we we're part of every aspect of our supply chain from conception to consumption so we can absolutely verify how our animals have been treated you guys track i know that you guys do track you know me and my transparency tracking i'm like listen I can promise you are uh, so, so no, in North Carolina, uh, the head of agriculture, um, uh, you know, they've, they're working tirelessly to make sure that the local farms are able to, uh, you know, stay in business. Right. Uh, I think that some of the, you know, factory farms around the country that had to euthanize all their animals because they had nowhere to, harvest and process and get the meat to that that like breaks my heart on and that was true too huh yeah i mean i think that what people might not realize is that when you're selling products to a restaurant right like fresh yeah. meat to a restaurant it comes completely different than it does to a grocery store absolutely so i hope that they can find a way i hope that all the industries will find a way of in, in a time like this, I pray we never experience this again. We need to be ready for anything. Right. That when, when there's a shift where there's so much food that's now having to be just destroyed that could have fed people. Right. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. My previous life, I cut meat for seven years. That's right. We've talked about this. Yeah. So, I mean, no. when I heard that, I was kind of disappointed in the whole thing. And then when I heard that a lot of the processing places were having issues with stuff, I just yeah. went, man, you know, give me a side. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, and that's like exactly, you know, like how chefs get it at the restaurant. It's, it's Absolutely. Different. They don't get like one package of chicken. They get, right. you know, quite a bit. And, you know, the dairy farmers having to just throw away milk. It just seems, it seems so just hard to wrap my brain around but also oh. the circumstances are unprecedented i know everyone is using that word right no one could have seen the layers you know it's crazy it's totally crazy how are um how's david doing is he like kind of just going with the flow you know he has like the emotional fortitude of i mean like he's just so I don't know how he does it. Like I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm an artist. I've got emotion all the time right. <laughs> about, you know, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but like days have like there are days you wake up and you're like, okay, I got this. And then there's days you're like, I don't got this, yeah. you know? And um, he's just so even, you know, and he's, he's so mindful and thoughtful. I think the hardest thing for him and watching has been his parents in assisted care. And we, um, we haven't been able to, you know, we're FaceTiming them, but we haven't been able to be in the same room as them. Right. And yeah. so, uh, we've had a few opportunities to like through the glass outside, like we'll go outside the building and we're able to like have a conversation on our phones, but 
seeing each other. Yes. Seeing each other. Right. And so that's been, you know, that's been really hard to watch. Was it his mom that broke her hip? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. all better now. That part's she's all better. better. But she's still, she's in her, she's got her little assisted care life and his dad right. does as well. And so uh, that's, I, that, that's the biggest struggle for him. I know, I mean, having Sarah here, uh, my stepdaughter, that's like, okay, he doesn't have to worry about her being in New York. Right. And then Andrew, my stepson, he's in Montana. And so he's safe. And so How he, old is he? He's 24. Nice. Yeah. The kid? He's super great. Good. I like for, it. For not being their bio mom, like I'm like, well, Sarah sings and Andrew's the little cowboy and plays his guitar. I mean, I'm like, are they, they're not mine, but they're totally mine. Totally yours. Yeah. yeah. Like Alyssa is now mine. Yeah. Yeah. How's, how's our little pumpkin doing? She's awesome. We, we she's love okay? uh, She's doing good. She uh, has her days where she'll look at us and be like, I'm bored. And I'm like looking at her going, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How's it with not having, so when, what happened with school there? Did they just. Done. Yeah. They, so she, every morning she wakes up, the first thing she does is spend about two hours online doing her, her homework. So they canceled it. They canceled the year. Okay. Um, yeah. So she's done for the summer. And, uh, but she's still doing, like I said, the online stuff. She has to turn it in, has to, you know, be responsible with that. And we don't babysit that for her. She gets up and does it herself. The only thing I babysit her for is brushing her teeth when she wakes up. That's it. I'll walk by and I go, you brush your teeth. She's like, dang it. And then she'll <laughs> Come back out and do it. Are you like the, the tooth patrol? I am the tooth patrol. I cannot tooth stand. Patrol. I cannot stand. Dirty uh, mouth. No, no morning breath. Not my thing. Dirt, dirty mouth. Yeah, no dirty mouth for me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Speaking yeah. of um, breath, uh, side note, um, we have wild onion in our, <laughs> in some of our, like where we have, where I have my mini animals and um, my mini creatures and my, Miniature donkey got a hold of some wild onion. Right. It was so funny because she's she just I was like, who's had onion? <laughs> you could smell it. Yeah, and it was her little donkey breath. So cute. I have to show you. Yesterday, when Heather and I went for the walk, uh, yes. I said, "Are we going to leave whiskey? Who's our new puppy out? Are we going to leave whiskey out?" And she goes, "Yeah, we'll be fine." Well, that. 20 minute walk to the mailbox turned into an hour and a half because we talked to the neighbor and this yes. is what we came home to. What? So, yeah. So my buddy Sparky just wrote and said, was that toilet paper? I said it was. And all I wrote back was dollars, like bags of money because <laughs> yeah. he goes that kennel life for that dog. So I was, I'm like, normally the dog sleeps, sleep, sleeps with us in the bed at night. Last night I put her in the kennel today in the kennel she went for a run with heather back in the kennel i said all day today she stays in that yeah. kennel just she's got to learn like just because we leave for 15 minutes that doesn't mean terrorize the house and how did that how did that work out do you feel like she got it she's still in the kennel this happened uh last night so she's in the kennel right now and i walk by and she's like, <laughs> like come on dad i'm just a, how old is she uh nine months Oh, and she's like full on teething too, right? Like everything is oh, a huge toy. Hold on, hold on. Let me, I, I want you to look at this picture just a little bit closer. Just a little closer. Look at the front of my brand new couch. Oh no. Yeah, she ate mm. that too. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. So I put it up on Instagram today. I said, any takers, I'll, uh, I'll trade you a vacuum for it. 
Like for the dog? Like, yeah, like I'm up you for swap. You're not trading a vacuum for your dog. You love that dog. I do love her, but I, I mean, today I would trade her. I would. You know, but yeah. then she'll look at you. You'll, I know, you'll yeah. walk by her crate, try not to look into those little precious whiskey eyes, and then she'll go. Yeah, well, sure, sure. It's funny. I go, Heather, I said, you need to be just as like dominating with her as I am. So she walks up to her and goes, your dad is mad at you. <laughs> Wait a minute. I mean, that's pretty cute. Matt, yeah, it was pretty funny. I so is there anything, I mean, you guys have been around each other a bunch. Like it's yep. like, this is not new. What's been new for you? Um... You know, I, I kind of joke about this, but there's four girls here in me. We got two female dogs, Alyssa and Heather. And so I'm just like, she's already tried to bury me twice. You know, Heather has. Ooh. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. It's been cool. Like we cook a lot together. Uh, she's been taking advantage of the time. She's still working. So, but she's just working from home. Um, but she's been taking the time to, to, to cook a lot more and, and recipes and running and, um, um, that, that's kind of cool. I think that, I mean, I don't want to say it's difficult cause that's not the word, but I'm used to being home. I'm just not used to having everyone home with me, but they've been cool. So when I close the door, they don't, they don't come in, they don't bother yeah. me, that sort of thing. So it's, it's not, it's not, it's not so much different than anything. You know, we spend our time at night. We know that we eat dinner together. We eat lunch together. Uh, we watch TV at night together. She usually falls asleep um, about 15 minutes into watching TV. And then she'll wake up like an hour and a half later and go, you didn't even give me the opportunity to watch that episode. And I'm like, <laughs> you're sleeping. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I think for us, I usually would come into town on a Sunday, you know, after performing all weekend come home for like a Sunday, Monday, and then out, back out on the road Tuesday. Right. So what, what David and I would normally do is we would try to get all our work done so that we could just grab that time together. Right. And now, like, I finally understand when people, when, you know, cause I've always like been ah, nine to five, like I could, you know, I can work till all hours of the, you know, and, and I do, Right. I think that I now understand a weekend. Like I never understood a Friday night, a Saturday. Right. Yeah, because you're, you're working. You're working. That's my work. You think today, like I said, when I recorded my radio show today, I was like, you know, it's Friday. Are we excited that it's Friday? <laughs> I mean, yeah. are we? Because, yeah. and the thought process to me is what's going to happen in five months? Is Friday going to be exciting again? Because- yeah. We just don't know how things are gonna are gonna go because it's it's gonna be. Yeah, it's super interesting. I yeah. mean, like I I'm like, oh, it's Friday. Well, it I don't, I'm not playing a show tonight, so you know, it's 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 I and you know our farm is super close to where we live, so you know it's like walking distance. So it's not. So I you know I try to give him as you know as much space. I come work on the farm, right. and then you know we all. Um, make dinner together. We do spend a ton of time in the kitchen. I mean, the kitchen is where everything happens. Sure. You know? I, think, I think we're the same. And if I butt into her recipe, I'm out of the kitchen. I get kicked yeah. out. But I don't use recipes. I have a, I have a flavor profile that, that, that I've inherited through the years and between cutting yeah. meat and being around people and working in kitchens that um, I giggle at her sometimes because she'll do a, a half a teaspoon and she's like this. And I'm like, just don't you see them on TV when they go like this? That's all you need. <laughs> 
What's that called? Like a pinch. Yeah, pinch. Sprinkle, yeah. sprinkle. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I try. My funny recipe story is um, so our market. You guys are. You guys are going to have to come out here when you, you. Everyone's allowed to travel again, and right. The world is. The world is the world, but we. Um, so we have this we have like a soup mix that I hadn't, I try to make everything or I try to try everything, eat everything in our market. So I always can speak to it, you know, honestly and be like, okay, well, if you don't like this, then don't go with that, go with this. Right. And so I took home this soup mix and I'm like, yeah, it's cold. North Carolina has been really chilly. And uh, I'm like, I'll make us some soup. And it was just David and I, and I uh, being the non-chef that I am and having no real business in the kitchen except once you know like once david and i you know, start dating and got married like yes like it, like i we we have like this dual role and we're a little competitive in the kitchen and uh, so i'm like i'm gonna make you some soup tonight and i didn't read the directions because i thought it was like one of those just add water mixes right so i didn't read the directions i'm gonna repeat that i didn't read the directions and it was for about eight to 12 people, this tiny little packet oh, of wow. soup mix. So you added like a cup of water and that was it? <laughs> yeah. So it was like, and I was trying, I was trying so hard. And David was so sweet. Well, I used some bone broth, like we do our grass-fed beef bone broth. So I used some of that right. water. And, and um, oh, it was like, it was painful. Were you and, eating paste? <laughs> It was so bad and he was so like he kept trying to eat it you know and you know it was you know it was terrible and he was just being such a good sport about it. I'm like well I'm, I'm really bad at this and uh, I was like I don't I mean I've made soup before. I mean it's a mix like how hard right. is it and so then I went and read the back and it was for 12 people was it like 12 cups or something like that yeah, was, yes wow Heather yeah. Heather came up so I love carrot cake it's my favorite it's my yes, birthday love carrot cake love banana bread yeah. heather found this recipe oh sorry when you eat peach cobbler you know the crumble that's on top mm -hmm. love that stuff so she just came up with this recipe of banana bread with yeah. crumble on top mm. she's made it three or four times now i told her for my birthday i don't even want to look at carrot cake i want that right. banana bread thing and nice. then that she's been making these chocolate chip cookies with sea salt on them dude Heather, I'm going to be texting you later for some of your recipes. You should. You should because, um, I mean, I'll give her the baking thing. She's got that. And I won't even yell at her. And I'm just like, I won't even bother her when she's in the kitchen with that stuff. Because it's, I mean, I always say it's healthy because bananas. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. Here's the deal with this whole spring cleaning, which I'm referring to this time in our lives. I am not restricting anything. Dude, it's not the freshman 15. It's the COVID 15. This is, listen, my... <laughs> Tushy has a second name that goes by Rona. Uh, but I'm just, you know, like going easy on myself. Right. Yeah. You know, I think that we're in, you know, we're always just like so regimented and we're always running out of time and we don't have enough time. It's like, yeah, there's this little French break bakery in Greensboro that's started supplying us with this amazing French bread and chocolate croissants. And I'm like, you know what? Take me back to France. There you go. And I like, and I just savor it. Like, do you feel like you're like savoring things more? Uh, absolutely. Um, when Jake came over the other night, he brought over ribeyes and a tri-tip. And he goes, well, I'm going to cook the tri-tip on the grill. I'm like, you do you. I'm putting these ribeyes on the smoker. 
And he's like, I've never really had that before. And I said, all you need is salt and pepper, nothing else, because the hickory will get in there. And he goes, how long? I go about 40 minutes. And we ate him and he was like, dude, this so is good. so good. So, so you good. You do cooking with Toad. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I talked to your friend Hannah Dasher the other day. Monday, I talked to her and she's got her cooking shows and she wants me to go on her cooking show where they blindfold you. Oh. And um, you just grab items and then you unblindfold yourself and you have to make something out of the items that you've grabbed. So I was like, yeah, that would be cool. But I, I don't think I could do my own cooking show. Um, we watch a lot of Chopped. We watch a lot of Guys Grocery Games. We, mm-hmm. we watched a lot of all that stuff. And- I do love a good cooking show. Like the, the Great American, or the, is it the Great American Bake Off? Or the, the yeah. one, the Cake Wars. Cake War. Well, I think that's a little over the top for me. I don't, that's art. Or, that's or do, have you seen the one where it's like the, the amateur, uh, amateur, you know, bakers or whatever. The, the people that can't cook, we're the world's worst cooks. Yes, that, yeah. They can't even flip a steak. Yeah. yeah I have, I have. I, I, I do enjoy that. <laughs> the cooking. Yeah. I can't, uh, we watch, so when we got rid of DirecTV, one of the main things we looked for is to make sure we had Bravo and food. Yeah. So that's all we really cared about. And because I got super cross on my iPad, I don't care about that. And it had, we have Disney Plus, so I don't really yeah. need much more, so. Alyssa's happy, Heather's happy, I'm happy, and I saved a lot of money every month. Boom. You, you should, it's brought to you by. Brought to you by. Dude, okay, you so by. we got to get a, we got to get a song in here. What do you want to play for us today? Oh, am I, am I supposed to sing? I mean, that's what you do for a living. And the thought process is I'd love for you to play a song. And then I want to talk to you just a little bit with that little recording button off. Well, Yeah. Uh, so I can play whatever I want. Anything you want. Well, because this is just a really cool situation and it's happening right now. When is this going to air? Uh, next week. Okay. Well, they can reflect upon what I'm about to say. Word. Because it works into all of next week. Okay. So whatever day, even if you release this in a year, it'll still be great. (laughs) But Evil Knievel. I like it. I, you know, this song, uh, this song is such a full circle song. So, wrote the song with Karen Kostowski, Tori Tullier, and then recorded the song, put out the song, and my friends at Harley Davidson here in High Point, North Carolina, heard it, and they took it to Harley Davidson. Right. And, uh, so we've been working on this project, this video project with Harley Davidson called From Horses to Horsepower. Okay. And with my mom and I. And my mom is mentoring me on how to ride Harleys because she's been riding a fat boy now for over 20 years. And uh, she taught me how to ride horses. So all of that amidst like coming from a song, that's like one of the coolest songwriting stories of my life for it to right. go so full, so full circle. The fact that Evil Knievel rode Harleys. Right. Um, it's he just- jumped them. <laughs> yeah, he, he did, yeah, he did. He was like the most fearless, like some of those pictures are just super wild. Dude, and I love this wild. song because this song has definitely been a song that's been picking me up right. over the course of this last, you know, 50 some days. And I really cherished this little video with my mom because- what of it, like, what of it, you can't make this up, right. you know? It's and, the uh, timing. 
Yeah, so they're going to release it on Sunday, May 3rd, and it's for Mother's Day. So you'll, you know, whenever you release Next it. Next week. Next yeah. week. Yeah. yeah, yeah, next week. Okay. So is that cool if I play Evil Knievel? I'm going to go with no, but you do you. Perfect, great. <laughs> also, Blast from the Past. Yeah. Remember this oh, one? Oh, yeah. we have those at the, I have one of those on my desk at my office. Blast from the Past. This is like. I don't have that one. This one's like 20. Uh, hold that up again. Hold, hold that up again. 20. Crazy. 20. How, when, when was this one? This one's like two years ago, three years ago. Um, that one, I, I got to look at the year. That was probably, oh, that was, stamp, that was 2012. Holy poop. Yeah. This one? I've seen that one. Yes. Drinking yeah. with Dolly days. That one was for, um, um, was that with drink, Drinking with Dolly? This was Drinking with Dolly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that I just have all my pictures laying around. Oh, but I was, going through, I was going through a bunch of stuff, just trying to like get organized. So I was like, oh, I'll keep one of each. And then the 500,000 of all the other ones are going to go to recycling. That's a good fire starter. Come on, man. Oh, you know, though, I think it's that, uh, it's, it, is it? I don't know. It seems a little, like, intense know. to just burn all my pictures. <laughs> or recycle them. I, I think you should shred them before you recycle them. Really? So, oh, maybe I should do shred it in pieces and then tape one back together of all the different faces. Do it. That would kind of, like, pro probably look pretty cool, actually. Or super weird. You got free time. It's like a puzzle, only different. Mm. I'm also excited about this. Um, seeds, so do you know who owns Seeds of Change? You do? No, God, no. No. Eminem Mars. Really? Yeah. Do you know how I know that? How? I used to work for M&M's. Really? I worked for the Mars company for a while. Yeah, I did Ethel M's. I did Ethel's chocolates. I did Seeds of Change. Um, yeah. We have much to discuss. I will circle back. Word. She'll sing a song now. Dude, I think, listen, I'm going to go ahead and throw you for a loop. I want you to play Evil Knievel. <laughs> hold it. Don't smile. Just hold it. Do you know, I've met, do you know what I miss? I miss that picture we get every time I play Stonies. Yeah. Of us beating each other up. Yeah. I win those, by the way. No. Yeah. And I miss Montucky. I was, I was online yesterday with Kanan Smith, and he was drinking a Michelob Ultra. And I'm like, dude, you like those Michelob Ultras? He's like, dude, I ran out of Montucky cold snacks, so this is what I have to drink. Not that I don't like it, but I like Montucky cold snacks. I was like, Montucky is the Montucky of the Montucks. It is the cold snack. It is the cold snack. Cold snack. All right, I'm going to sing a song. Try to keep your face in a pleasant look back, okay? Because I got to look at you. Oh, you can see yourself. That's perfect. What? You just keep that face for the full three minutes. You do you. Let's go. Did you wash your hands today? Uh, Monday I did. Oh, perfect. Yeah. 
They say you got a dream, everybody got a dream, but why you gonna do it? It's easier to be living like your sleep, but never follow through it. How do you jump when you can't see the bottom? Playing the cards you don't know you got. Just one part crazy, one part deep of faith. Hey, run like a wild horse, chasing that sunny life, you're all out of breath. Even your arrow, straight for the stars, even if you can't see your way. Ain't no one born with mercy steel. Sometimes we gotta take our hands off the wheel. To fly like an eagle, like evil can Takes a little risk, may even want to quit, but it's all a part of all the mountains, valleys, roller coasters. Pull you in, then push you over. Find your wings on the way down. Yeah, you learn how to run like a wild horse. Chasing that sun, even if you're all out of breath. Aiming your arrow straight for the stars, even if you can't see. Ain't no one born with nerves of steel. Sometimes we gotta take our hands off the wheel to fly like an eagle, like evil can Just one part crazy, one part leap of even if you're going down in flames, run like a wild horse. Hear me roar. Run like a wild horse, chasing that sun, even if you're all out of breath. Even your arrow, straight for the stars. And no one born with nerves of steel. Sometimes we gotta take our hands off the wheel to fly like an eagle, like evil can evil, like evil can evil. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was going, oh my goodness, we have some of our employees downstairs in the farmhouse right now. And I'm like, I hope I'm not too loud. <laughs> right, that's okay. Give them a little entertainment while they're working, you know? Oh dear. And then I didn't want to blow out your little Zoom speakers. Dude, I have, my, I have big Zoom speakers in here. I work in my office, so like I, I have to listen to music loud. And when something good comes on, I turn it up really loud. That's just what it right. does. Yeah. Do you guys have enough water? Uh, I think we have like four <coughs> bottles left. That's it. Really? Yeah. The good stuff? That stuff. Yeah. That's and, good. Uh, we did make tacos the other night with a package of meat. Super good. Mm. Ready. Dude, it's a hundred and something degrees here today. So uh, yeah, soup and stew just don't work right now. So that sounds amazing. A hundred degrees. Not when you can't go to the lake. Do you have like a little kiddie pool? <laughs> well, yes. 
uh, Alyssa wanted to get one of those little pools, so we got one. Uh, and she kept saying it's too small, she can't lay in it. So then we started the hunt for the above ground pool just to put in the backyard. Um, and Heather's brother, they had one that they used at their old house one time and they tore it down. So uh, Heather went and picked that up in the middle of the week and then we got like some new filter parts for it. So it's 12 foot by three foot, it's in the backyard. Um, Amazing. Yeah, yeah. So. And now so Heather you, have, you have a swimming area. We do. We do. I have a backyard that has a volleyball court, has a little bit of a soccer field. We got 2,400 square feet of grass for Alyssa and the dogs to run. We have bocce ball. We have ping pong. We have a putting green. We have like, we have a very, very uh, uh, quarantine friendly we'll backyard. We'll be right over. Dude, don't talk about it. Be about it. I mean, listen, I don't even know the rules of travel right now. I think that when you go state to state, you have to quarantine for 14 days. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. I'm not saying we've got, we've got an extra room and stuff for you and David to kick it, but. You're not saying you've got a tent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't camp and I would never, I would never push anyone to camp. That's not my you thing. You don't camp? No. The most camping I did was when I saw you last year at Country Fan Fest. We had an RV. It's not the best. It was kind of cool. I mean, it was different. It was definitely different. Yeah, it was. Uh, I have hookups on the side of my house. And so my buddy's been storing his there and plugs it in and keeps the battery and blah, 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 and can dump it. It's got everything. So um, I guess that's all right. I mean, as long as you have the amenities to hook up to, I guess it's cool, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. there are much worse ways to have to rough it. You would not see me in a tent. I wouldn't do it. You ain't gonna see me <laughs> in a tent. In a tent. <laughs> you ain't gonna see me in a tent. Yep, that's true. Or setting one up for that matter. Oh, I'd set one up for Alyssa. Nope, that ain't my job. I got Heather. <laughs> Look at that. She, Gold. She'd be like, nope, I am not setting up that tent. You she would. It. I believe she would camp. I believe she would. Yeah, I think she would camp. Yeah. Yeah, not me. Um, do you know who Chris Bandy is? Yes. So I was shooting the poop with him Wednesday, mm -hmm. and we had this conversation, what I've been doing at home, and I started to play the guitar. So he goes, go grab that thing. So we kind of, we I had my first ever Zoom right. Um, <laughs> was it any good? No, because <laughs> I only know three chords. No, was the song good though? We didn't this write any lyrics, man. Didn't, he just kept looking at my chords and then he goes, dude, if you play this, this, and this with those three chords, you can play the song. And he starts singing and playing the song. And then you can do like the, you know, like, like the, oh, so fun. Yeah. I will say that like that has been, I mean, because I've been, I think I've done a virtual performance of some sort every single day for 50 days. That's a lot. That's a lot of content. So, yeah. So, I, I mean, I am having some fun on the guitar. You get to play it a lot more. And now, and now my expectation is next time you're at Stoney's that uh, you're going to play the guitar a lot more. I mean, I play the guitar a lot on stage. Whether but a lot more. A lot more. Totally different. <laughs> a, lot, a lot more. Every single song, you're going to have the guitar in your hand. You know, what, you know what I think, though? I will say this, is I have a beautiful electric guitar that is going to be coming out of hiding. Yeah, you want to see mine? I've seen yours. I want that blue one. That's what I've been playing. I know. Is, I know is you the know. hollow. I know you. The hollow. The, the hollow. hollow. I won't. I, 
the Les Paul's too heavy. It's very heavy. But that hollow? Les Paul is too heavy. <laughs> I just can't lift it up to plug it. I would need a stool for the stool. <laughs> exactly. See how that works? They're going to be like, that? for those that are not watching this, they're going to be like, who's the kid that jumped up? <laughs> Oh, no, they're going to watch. They're going to watch at some point. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post both, audio and video, I think. I was just going to do clips, but these are turning out to be pretty fun. So I think people need to see you, too. I mean, you've got a good face for radio. I mean, that's what I've been told a lot. Heather. Heather tells me a lot. I have one that I tell Heather all the time. She's so much cuter when she's quiet. Wow. <laughs> Somebody told me that years and years ago, and I was like, I've always wanted to say that to somebody, but. I think that comes with quarantine life. You come up with stuff like that. Hey, will you send me some more of those one-liners? I'm going to share those. Mm, no. On... What? That's the only one I have. Oh, the mailman's behind you. I see him. Where? He just went by. Oh, my Whatever. mailman? Yeah, your mailman. My mailbox is nowhere near me. Mail. Mail woman. Mail woman. It's a thing. Um, I'm going to say thank you for the time today. I'm glad you made the time today. Thank you for wanting me to even share my brain. So thank you. I appreciate you. Tell people how to find you online. Well, friends, I'm all the places where you can socially distance by socially finding me on social media. All at Stephanie Quayle, Q-U-A-Y-L-E. Our fan family, Flock of Quayle, join us. Ta-da. Thank Ta -da. you again. I will talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.